I go Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south The cubs run the north, but the bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 54 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirt and search for keyword True Chicago. Use our promo code TRUE15 for 15% off your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15 and get your official TCSF Shirts now. Go get them. As always, I'm Big C, and I'm here with my boy, the man, the myth, the legend, E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans slash support. Z, let me tell you a little bit about our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. Z, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech, that's ACSI.tech, and click on Careers to apply today. Go get you a job. Go and do it. What's good, Z-Man? How are you doing? How was your week? I'm um, doing well. I mean, week was uh, very busy. I, uh, I did one of those paid surveys, so, you know. Okay, Little okay. cha-ching, little cha-ching. <laughs> and then I spent it like two days later. But What, what was it about? Uh, air conditioners. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> right right as the uh, the AC goes out in the studio here, and then you're over there keeping cool and let them know what the Yeah, thing. so they we uh, we talked about the, the, this new concept they have for air conditioners, for window air conditioners. So, okay. Uh, they came up with a pretty cool concept, and uh, hopefully they'll call me back in uh, September, October for uh, round two. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. what's up, man. So, what about you, man? Uh, week was uh, so-so. We uh, I mentioned last week that my uh, my Tiana passed away, mm-hmm. so uh, we had the funeral this week. Um, but the the nice thing is that we got to see a lot of uh, friends and family I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Um, and topped it off with a baptism over oh. the weekend. So <laughs> that's kind of the the good and the bad of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of life reborn. So that's yeah. kind of the the paradox there. And the, the funny thing is, is that when I think about that, what it reminds me of is that. Before my eldest daughter was born, my wife's best friend's younger brother actually passed away the week before. Mm. And we were getting ready to go to the funeral. Mm-hmm. We had the funeral. My wife is waddling around pregnant, mm-hmm. extremely pregnant. <laughs> we were going to induce on the Saturday. Right. But on the Friday, 4 o'clock in the morning, she wakes me up. And she goes, "Uh, I think my water broke. So literally... One day, I'm at a funeral for a 21-year-old kid. The next day, I'm watching my own daughter being born. That's the circle of life. It is. It um, is. So that's the nice thing about it, and it kind of just reminds you of how everything just keeps going, and 
that's what we got to do too. Yes, sir. So this week we talk about the Cubs uh, moving the first of several expected moves uh, with. Mm-hmm. The domino. That was the first domino. That's there. the first domino. So we got to see what's going on next. Uh, the White Sox picking up right where they left off before the All Star break. A key member of the Blackhawks title goes up north, and a literal diehard fan talks about fighting to survive to see Justin Fields play for the Bears. Oh boy! All that plus stirring the pot. But first, it's the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for the stories of the week. Story number one. We like to call this one the mayor of Beantown. <laughs> Why do you say? Well, the fan who hit Boston Red Sox left fielder Alex Verdugo. Verdugo. I got that one right. Uh, with a baseball thrown from the Yan- from Yankee Stadium stands has been banned for life. What a dummy. Yeah. Well, the, now now here's the, the funny thing is, is that he actually threw the ball to a young fan. And a Yankees fan intercepted it because I'm pretty sure Cutler was the one that threw it. Oh, but, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, he threw it into the stands, and a Yankees player or a Yankees fan snatched it from the kid. So and, he's, he and was, threw his own ball back at him. So he was already a d bag. <laughs> right. Right. It's just confirmed. Yeah, it's been that. confirmed. Well, he was wearing. A, I'm sure he was wearing Yankees gear, so that's kind of confirmed right there. There you go. Yeah, Red Sox manager Alex Cora briefly pulled his team off the field, rightly so, mm-hmm. in the sixth inning on Saturday night after Verdugo was struck in the back by the ball thrown by, from the left field seats. I mean, he right. wasn't hurt. I mean, no, I mean he wasn't hurt, but, but it's still it's know, just, it's startling. Look, the, the Yankees and MLB came together and said, "Nope, you're out of here. You're not coming back ever again." So, hey, uh, you guys did the right thing for once. Yes, uh, it's, that's the president. Like, yeah. do not do that. It's right, simple as that. And now here, here's the thing that you got to remember is that is this going to affect uh, the Chicago Cubs fans throwing the ball back in the on the field of play? Because for, I, I think uh, it's technically, different. Technically, you're not, yes, the ticket says yeah, if you throw anything onto right. the field, you're you're ejected. Yes, right. So technically, what they do every time is completely banned when they throw back the opposing team's home run. But they yeah. they let them do it. So I, it's it's a little bit different because the guy was being malicious and threw at a player correct, rather correct, than correct. when the Cubs do it. They just you know they lob it into the field. They don't yeah I they mean, don't try to hit the players. It, you're not trying to hit the players, but if I'm in the bleachers, I'm trying to throw it back to Contreras. <laughs> like I'm and, trying. Yeah, yeah. Well, people have tried. People have tried. All right. Speaking of crazy stories, yeah. Uh, the game between the San Diego Padres and the Washington Nationals was suspended in the sixth inning last Saturday night after a shooting outside Nationals Park that caused echoes of gunfire inside the stadium yeah. and prompted the fans to scramble for safety in the dugouts. Uh, the shooting and an exchange of yeah an exchange of gunfire between the two uh, the people in two cars mm. left three people injured, according to uh, Ashan Benedict. The Metropolitan Police Department Executive Assistant Police. He needs a shorter title. <laughs> this this is like Shield. Executive uh, Assistant Police Chief. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mouthful. Yeah. W- one of the people that was shot was a woman attending the game who was struck while she was outside the stadium. Uh, he said her injuries were not uh, considered life threatening. Okay. You saw the videos of this? I, I didn't. I no. I saw the videos of of them in the uh, in the stadium, and you hear. Something, pop, 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 yeah, your pop, 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 like, man, that's scary as hell. That made me immediately, you know what I thought about immediately was Vegas, because you, yes. the Vegas shooting, yes, exactly. because that was a very similar sound at a big uh, event, a big stadium, so I mean, and there's that's scary. There's really nowhere to run, because you yeah. don't know where the sound's coming from, because right. of the echoes. Exactly, um, exactly. Did you see Tatis uh, 
because he went over to check. I think he had, I, I don't think he had friends or family in the stands, and uh, he went to go check. So there was actually, yeah, from what I remember, there was actually a lot of players that went to go check on friends and family in the stands. Right, and then yeah. they and they pulled them to go. Yeah. And so the, they even let some other fans down there, too. But, you know, he said, people are people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the right mindset because, yes. you know, how, how many times do, do we talk about these stories where, like... Well, we've seen know, Titanic, man. We've we seen Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Please, so I have a child. Nah. No, you're good. Okay. I bet that kid floats. <laughs> that pamper floats. <laughs> All right. Story number two. Mm-hmm. Back to the future. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, Michael J. Fox is not part of this, but yeah. The 2020 Olympics. Yes, I said that right. The 2020 Olympics start this week. Wait a minute. What year is this? This is 2021. Yeah, I well, I don't write the dates anymore because I'm not working right now for another month, <laughs> so I have no idea what date is. All right, the, the Olympics are uh, already full of crazy stories, man. Uh-huh. The athletes are given an anti-sex bed. Uh, okay. No nookie for your cookie. Me love cookie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is happening in, to- in the Tokyo Olympics. This is insane, man. The, the beds are made out of cardboard. Uh-huh. To stop sexual activity, the beds will reportedly co- collapse if the competitors attempt to put anyone else in the bed with them. Okay. okay. Um, so, here's a yeah. Here, here, here's a question. Yeah. Um, do you have the internet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so do I. And um, with just a few short, cl- short clicks on the internet, you can find people doing it. Yeah. And most of them don't use beds, man. Like um, they no. have floors and showers and floors. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, what do you th- you think these super athletic people aren't going to figure it out? They're super bendy and stuff. Come on. Yeah, they're <laughs> Olympic athletes for a reason. Right. And if they're not competing, they're going to be um, active in other ways. Uh huh. Well, well, but here's the thing too: is that they also said they can't buy or bring any booze. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go get wasted outside the park. Get chocolate wasted. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what category you've been watching. <laughs> wow. 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 Uh, yeah, let's uh, keep it PG. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So there's also been a rash of Olympians contracting the COVID virus. The COVID. Yeah, the COVID uh, Kara Ecker, did I get that right? Ecker, yeah. Ecker, yeah. Uh, she's a wo- she's in a women's gymnastics. Uh, Katie Luce Samuelson, mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> well she's she's from the USA. You can see the American basketball names. teams. Yes, I can. US uh, women's, yeah. Is this is Coco Goff? Goff, Goff, Coco Goff, yeah. Oh, that was close. Tennis. Uh, Goff was expected to anchor the U.S. now women's team. Uh, you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was allergic to yeah, I was that like, comment earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so. Goff was expected to anchor the U.S. Uh, women's team with neither Williams' sister present for these games. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we're, we're obviously we're seeing that the I, I want to say it's the Delta variant of the COVID virus is kind of taking taking storm right now. <laughs> the airlines are not liking that one. No, they're not. I mean, it's it's terrible. This this is bad because we already know there's no spectators in in Japan for right. these uh, games, mm-hmm. and now we're seeing uh, players and uh, and athletes from all over sports uh, fall because of the the either contact tracing or the actual. Um, virus being positive and it's crazy because for men's basketball mm-hmm. um kevin love from the Cavs, he's actually withdrawn from team usa he should not been on the team anyways 
again, we, we talked about it a little mm-hmm. bit. But, yeah, so it sends, uh, essentially he withdrew from the games. Uh, uh, Denver Nuggets center JaVel McGee and San Antonio Spurs forward Keldon Johnson have taken the two open spots on the 12-man roster for the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, Love spent about 10 days with the team in Vegas preparing for the games, but he's not going to travel to Tokyo. Uh, he's still recovering from uh from a right calf injury that kept him out for pretty much the whole season um and these two additions mcgee and uh, johnson came uh, one one day after uh wizard star bradley Beal was forced to drop out of the olympics after entering the health and safety protocol earlier this week uh the olympics uh coming this week the opening ceremony is going to start on friday and the games run until august 8th i'm excited what what, what, what event do you want to watch Besides the basketball. Track and field. Track and field, swimming. Track and field, I mean, that's the Jamaicans. uh, That's, you know, my my people dominate and everything. (laughs) It's cool. I love it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, track and field usually. uh, Swimming is always cool. Um, uh, You know, basketball. We're always going to watch basketball, soccer. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so what kind of – it's that's the nice thing about the two TV setup because you can kind of just put on whatever games that you want. Sometimes they're going at the same time, so you can kind of watch different stuff. But, yeah, look – it's it's going to be interesting. You we got a a lot of different things going on in this Olympics that we're not used to. It's going a, uh, a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, these weird beds from all these uh, <laughs> these, these, <laughs> these athletes that like to get down and dirty. Um, we we're gonna have. A, I I feel like we're gonna have a lot of players or and, and athletes sent home in COVID yeah. protocol. Oh yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. That's that's the scary thing. So I'm looking at the list of these uh, sports. Sports. sports here archery yeah badminton yep hook me hook me up badminton. Yeah, that's, that's that's cool are, wait are, are we naming sports that we can actually play Cause, yes because okay we're two for two right now <laughs> <laughs> basketball yeah sure if we don't have to jump you uh-huh. can shoot, you can shoot yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. uh boxing yeah you can still do boxing yeah, sure. canoeing yeah i mean i'm sure i could float <laughs> <laughs> road cycling yeah i can get on a bike what Road cycling. Yeah, that, that's long distance. Yeah, no. Oh, no, it's not you? I'm not going. Okay, well, I'll I'm do that going. one. I'll do that one for you. Uh, cycling track. You want to go around on the track? No. No. <laughs> that's so it, Although, no, it's cool. it is kind of cool. Because it's like high. Because, yeah, but they got to dip down so low. Yeah, without crashing into people. Right. They got mountain biking. I'm out. Nope. Uh, BMX freestyle. I'm out. Wait, how how do you do mi- mountain biking in the Olympics? How is that? How is that a thing? I guess they have like a course. Like instead of a ski course, they have... A mountain course, uh, and they just you know go through the trees and trails and all that stuff. Don't hit a tree though. That's, That's why you go. Yeah. Not no no. Um, what is equestrian? That's a horse thing. Oh, that's a horse. That's some. Oh, did they got the horse dancing? That that always cracks me up. Where <laughs> the horses kind of like lean to one side and then they're like lean back, lean back, <laughs> lean back. And then you, hey, you ever seen a horse do the cha cha slide? It's fire. You <laughs> have gone down the rabbit hole of YouTube. No. I've gone down the rabbit hole of Olympics. I've been watching all this stuff for years. Uh, fencing. Okay, I got a fence. <laughs> no, no, not the fence you just put up. Fencing, like, a duel. Oh, the duel. It's a sword with a ball in the end. That's not, I mean, give, if you give me a sword, give me a samurai sword. I want. That's what I'm trying it's to say. It's a needle, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, golf is in there. Yeah. Yeah, we do golf. Artistic gymnastics. That's the Will Ferrell with the little wandy thingy. Yeah, that's me laying on my back, kicking my feet in the air, and drawing a picture. Artistic. Uh, rhythmic the gymnastics. Okay, what? See now you're there's math. Oh, rhythmic. You're okay. I thought you said arithmetic. No, not, no, 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 no. <sighs> I can do the art, but not the math. <laughs> uh, trampoline. Yeah, I don't know what that is. No, uh, sounds bouncy. 
<laughs> Lots and up and down. All right, handball, hockey, judo, um, rowing. Again, they have two rowings. Hey, let me tell you something. Uh, Canoeing you, and rowing. If different. you if you combine the handball with the trampoline, I'm an Olympic champion. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> no. Th- there's a, yeah. I was. I had to hold that one back. <laughs> Uh, sailing and shooting. So okay, well, I w- add that to the list of the trampoline thing. Well, <laughs> if you be on trample, you be trampling your handball, and there be some shooting at the end. All right, let's move on to the next story. <laughs> this took a left turn, ladies and gentlemen. Story number three. Yes, we still have stories. Uh, domestic disturbance. Yeah. This, um, this is, all right, let's get some serious. Yeah. Uh, the NFL free agent cornerback Richard Sherman was arrested last week after crashing his vehicle and threatening to break into his in-laws' house. All right, Redmond Police Chief Daryl. See, he has short, uh, short, yeah. very short. Yeah, <laughs> just go. Just, yeah. Uh, Daryl Lowe uh, said at a news conference Wednesday that Sherman also faces charges of suspicion of resisting arrest, malicious mischief. I don't know what that is. And yeah. Uh, in addition to Washington State Patrol Capital Captain. Captain. Oh, sorry. I'm Ron Burgundy, that. <laughs> Ron Mead <laughs> said at the news conference that his department is also ready to refer Sherman to prosecutors for possible misdemeanor DUI and hit and run charges related to a separate incident last week. Yeah. What the hell, dude? All right. So um, I kind of looked at some of the. the the footage or the uh, the investigation stuff that keeps coming out about this. So essentially, right. one of the things that happened is that he was he actually is lucky to be alive. Um, he came and he took a weird turn in a car. He, it looks like he spun out a little bit. It looks like obviously he was upset about something. He ended up at his in laws' house. He was banging on the door, banging on the door, threatening this and that. Um, so I don't know who was in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of reports about this. He put he put in a not guilty plea on all five of the charges. Um, like we were saying before, criminal trespass in the second degree with a domestic violence element. Okay, they're just, they're adding That's stuff together. The, yeah. uh, reckless endangerment of road roadway crews. Um, okay, that that okay. Uh, driving under the influence, resisting arrest, and malicious mischief with a domestic violence element for attempting to break into his in-law's house and driving infractions on the way to the home. So, you know, he's on his way there. He's obviously Speedy. obviously upset about something, and he's yeah. going fast, and he's drunk. Uh, the person who called 911 to report the incident said that Sherman was drunk and threatened to kill himself before his arrest. Yeah, please, if uh, you or someone know who is suicidal or having suicidal thoughts, please contact the Suicide Prevention Hotline, 800 273 8255 that's 800-273-8255 so yeah we don't really know what's going on here yeah we don't know it sounds like there was some type of domestic incident between his wife and himself he went over to the parents house and we don't know the full story right now but i hope that he's able to work through this it sucks um He's a little bit older in his career. He's he's a Super Bowl champion, and he's a free agent right now. So what's going to happen? I feel like this is effectively going to end his career. I don't think anyone's going to sign him after this because they don't want that smoke. Yeah, he wanted to go back to Seattle, and I don't think that's going to happen now. No, no, no. All right, there was another domestic uh, issue with an NFL player this week, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. He's with Pittsburgh. I thought he was with the. Uh, nah, he was. Uh, he was released Washington. from. The, he was released from uh, WFT. Um, um, yeah, last uh, either last season, I want to say like in the middle of the season, they picked him up. The Steelers did. 
Gotcha. It's not a bad move for them. No, I mean, Roethlisberger's older. Haskins, uh, first-round pick, uh, Ohio State, you know. If he could be mentored uh, by Big Ben, eh? yeah. you never know. Well, in certain ways. All right, continue. All right, continue. All right, uh, so Dwayne Haskins suffered substantial injuries, including a knocked-out tooth after his wife allegedly hit him during an altercation in Vegas, according to police. Mm. They said they were called to the Cosmopolitan on July 3rd to investigate claims that Oh boy, you do this on purpose. Yes. It's Calabria. Damn, I was Calabria. Just say Calabria. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the last name for you. Uh, Calabria Haskins um, <laughs> <laughs> had attacked the NFL player in their hotel room. In this report, cops said Dwayne told them that the flight or the fight went down uh, because his wife was disgruntled after he had gone to a nightclub with his friends without. Waiting for her and the rest of the group, so he left her while she was getting ready. Yeah, he uh, dipped out. He probably said, "Are you ready?" She says, five minutes." He goes, "Are you ready?" She says, five minutes." He goes, "Are you ready?" She's he, and he just left because five minutes uh, turned into two hours. Several, I don't know. We, I mean, we don't know. Hey, hey. The report said that he had a busted up lip. He needed stitches, and he was missing a tooth. I mean, this is this is wild. It says the report says that the twenty four year old quarterback will. Most certainly require dental work to repair his teeth. Yeah, that's how that works. If you need tooth repair, you need to. <laughs> what the, <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, is that uh, Calabria, mm-hmm. sure, that's her. Uh, she told them she was not sure how the football player suffered his injuries. Really? How about you just check her hands? What? <laughs> what? So now, here here's a wild thing that we were talking about a little bit uh, before. Uh, it's it's more of a national story, so this is a good place to put this. Um, ben Zobrist, oh, ex-wife, oh, man. is looking for four million dollars. Uh, she said, "So that, am I." <laughs> she said that she coaxed him to return to uh, baseball. Um, she said that she's seeking the four million because she claimed her husband allegedly failed to preserve marital assets when he took a leave of absence from uh, the Cubs in 2019. Court's document, court documents obtained by the Chicago Tribune on Monday, uh, Juliana Zobris claimed the 2016 World Series MVP intentionally and voluntarily stopped working and went from the top of his game to giving up, which affected the household income. She's, she's reportedly seeking an even split of marital assets and the large sums, claiming the figure is the amount of money he failed to preserve by ar- abruptly and intentionally failing to satisfy his baseball contract. So essentially, essentially, what's happening is she says, "Hey, you left the team to come and, and be with me and try to work it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that time that you're away from the team, uh, you should have made this much, and I need that money." Uh, what? Now, now, <laughs> here's the here's the crazy thing of this all. The whole thing uh, uh, came out because he Zopris claims that. She had an affair with their former pastor, and if I'm not mistaken, I saw a number that said they spent $30,000 on a birthday party for this pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. What? Like, what? Now, first of all, you already know how I feel about this this, this crazy-looking person. Uh, she is terrifying. Um, they played her version of bending the Jets when he yeah. came up to the plate. Uh, and, and I feel bad because I feel like Benzo's a really good dude. Obviously, all I know of him is watching him on the, you know, it, it play baseball. But I don't know, man. His, his wife seems a little baddie. She was trying to do this music thing. And I'm willing to bet that the pastor was like, hey, mm-hmm. how about some contemporary Christian music? Mm-hmm. Also, you got 30 grand? <laughs> like, that's just, that's how the church works. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is wild. She wants 
him to pay for the time that he didn't play when he was away to go and try to save his marriage. What? What? I don't know what's going on with people lately. People, you're terrible. All of you are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Stop being terrible. Let's stop being terrible. All right, lastly, let's uh, let's end this on a good note. Yeah. Uh, former NFL quarterback Peyton Manning and his uh, little brother Eli uh-huh. will take part in an alternate Monday night football broadcast. I will be watching mm-hmm. over the next three seasons. This is what ESPN reported last week. Mm-hmm. So the Monday night football megacast will air on ESPN2 for 10 games in uh, each of the next three seasons and will include the current and former NFL players and celebrities joining the Manning brothers on a broadcast. A host has not been named. I'd like to volunteer for that uh, yes. job. Uh, I did it first, so just uh, we, this is uh, your receipt. The recording says I did it first, so uh, thank you guys. I will yeah. be taking that job as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, just hit me up, and we can work on some numbers. There you go. Uh, <laughs> li- a little bit more than what uh, Zorbus' wife wants. Zorbus. Zorbus. Man, what the hell is going on? Oh, my God. Hey, listen, listen. I think it's time. Yeah. Let's take a break. All right. Listen to our sponsors, and we can clear this out of our heads. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) We'll be right back. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Yo, E, what's going on with the uh, Chicago Bears? Bears A-Rob might be playing his last season with our Chicago Bears. According to reports, A-Rob was only offered about $16 million a season, and he's asking for about 20 a year, which is on par with guys like uh, Cowboys wideout Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen of the LA Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to make about $18 million in the up- upcoming season after they placed a franchise tag on him this offseason. Um, the funny thing is, is that he came in, they put the offer out there, mm-hmm. he came in and signed it after the Bears uh, talked to Kenny Galladay before he signed with the Giants so that's how that happened there wow yeah so I mean he has uh, expressed his interest in remaining with the Bears but it seems like the numbers are just too far apart for them to really make a deal Mm -hmm. Uh, the Bears do have the option of franchising him again but I can't imagine that that would sit well with their number one wideout Uh, the numbers being so far apart makes it kind of seem like there was never really any intent in making a Rob a priority which is weird because you finally got a quarterback who you expect to be the franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the big thing here is to see how well your franchise quarterback is going to work with, you know, a, a guy that's been in the league for a, a little bit of time. But really, Robinson should be the guy that's going to guide uh, Justin Fields, you know. Well, he's a great uh, route runner, so you would want that as a quarterback, someone who exactly. runs the route the way that you drew him up. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, is that he did sign a three-year, $42 million uh, contract back in 18 after missing most of that last year in Jacksonville with that torn ACL. Um, and the thing is, is that the timing of that injury hurt his market at the time because, you know, he's been pretty underpaid and he's dominated here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that franchise tag money is good, but, you know, he's only 27. He's looking for long-term security for years to come, but they have not given it to him. Uh, he's coming off back-to-back 1,100-yard seasons. Uh, 
despite really not having a good quarterback uh, situation at all. And, you know, just think about like what Matt Nagy's offense would have looked like without him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crickets. Crickets. (laughs) So, so, I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, we're, we're looking at should they go ahead? You think that it really depends on how well he, he meshes with Justin Fields? I think that's going to be the, the, the deciding factor because obviously you're going to have these mini camps and OTAs and all that stuff that's been yeah. going on. That's so they can build some kind of rapport. So if your number one receiver, especially a veteran, uh, can show him the ropes and saying, this is where I want the ball. Right. This is what you can do with me. It, it's just like you get a new car. You're like, ooh, I'm going to play with all the yeah. buttons. Yes. What do yes. these buttons do? So that, that's that's the biggest thing with the Bears, man. Well, I feel like a lot of um, insiders across the league have looked at the Bears and looked straight down their nose at what the Bears have done and how they've really treated A-Rob. And I think there's a lot of teams that mm-hmm. are going to be lined up to sign him. Um, and funny enough, uh, the Chicago Bears front office was ranked dead last by ESPN. Surprise, uh, surprise. Yeah, we're just about a week away from the start of the training camp for the Bears. And there is some hope on the horizon uh, because... They did get, you know, our boy, former Ohio State quarterback, Justin Fields. Uh, they moved up to draft him number 11 overall uh, last year. We got this new sense of, like, hope and excitement that mm-hmm. he could finally be, you know, the guy that we've been waiting on for so long. And, you know, we're going to wait and see when he's actually going to play. And we know that he is the key to the long-term future of this franchise. But ESPN released their future franchise rankings on Monday and projecting which teams are in the best shape for the next three seasons and basing it on quarterback situation, mm-hmm. roster, drafting ability, coaching, and front office. Okay, where we end up? Kansas City took the top spot, and the Bears found them buried far down uh, the list at number 27, <sighs> behind Green Bay at 13, Minnesota wow. at 19, but they were ahead of Detroit because they got 31st. That's because Detroit's the dumpster, dumpster fire. Right. For all teams. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Field Yates came out and he was talking about the situation and he says the Bears have a clear and direct path to flying up these rankings in Justin Fields. If the former Ohio State quarterback meets the promise so many see in him, Chicago's fortunes turn immediately. Mm-hmm. And GM Brian Pace and coach Matt Nagy likely continue to be the architects of this game, of this team going forward. If Fields does not pan out, this franchise could be headed for change next offseason. And the future is a little less bright with a roster that includes limited cap flexibility, draft capital, and some aging veterans. Yeah, I, I think it does. Everything's you know, hitched to to how Fields does. Um, But I still think that he will not play the full season. So I still think that the the general manager and the the coach will get another season. I think that despite what we're hearing, Mm -hmm. I I think that this regime, the the coach and this GM, Mm -hmm. are not afraid to tell you when they've done wrong. And the reason I say that is because they took Trubisky and they didn't force another year on him. Even last year, they were kind of saying, you know, we know that you're not our guy. Nick Foles is who we're going to put, you know, whose yeah. eggs we're going to basket. We're going to put our eggs in right now. And that didn't really pan out and injury and so on and so forth. And here comes Mitch. But what I'm saying is that Pace has already told you, I'm not afraid to admit mistakes. And I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to do whatever I think needs to get done. I'm not playing it safe. And I, I, I'm good with that. You can like uh, uh, uh Pace or not, but you can't say that he don't got balls. 
you know what I mean? He goes after what he wants. Well, and and yeah. he saw Trubisky there and he got him. And now he got Justin Fields. So the thing is, is that I think right now, we Bears fans, we're full of hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're ready to go. So this is something else that I came across. And if this doesn't scream Chicago, I do not know what will. Oh, boy. It seems like, you know, the entire city is eager in anticipation of the debut of our boy Justin Fields including a fan who was shot last month in Humboldt Park. Uh, Scott Morrow is a 41-year-old, and he was shot in the back while walking to a friend's house in Humboldt Park on June 20th. Uh, He was soon taken to Mount Sinai Hospital. His first thoughts were of his mother, family, and friends. Later, his thoughts turned to the Bears, especially rookie quarterback Justin Fields, who has restored hope in this franchise and its fans. Within a couple of moments, I thought, well, I'm 41, pretty much Chicago has uh, gone our whole lives without having a great prospects for a franchise quarterback. I can't die BC before seeing Justin Fields take the field, man. I think there was maybe a little bit of power of the beloved coursing through the veins there. A couple, two, three extra shots of adrenaline. I don't plan <laughs> to die before he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> slow down, hey, man. Hey, 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 hold up. I'm not, not on the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying, slow down. Hold, hold up. You got Look. shot. Your 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 thoughts should not be on professional sports. Why? Why? Because, because your thoughts should be on your family, my what? health. Am I going to make it? Guess what? Am I going to go see the clouds? I promise you, there was there was people in like 2013 that got cancer, and we're like, no, I can't go be- before the Cubs win the World Series. You understand what I'm saying? Like that's what it does is it shows that that tight and that big of an emotional connection to these mm-hmm. teams, and you know that. Yeah, I do. You know that. So I'm thinking, like, man, really, I'm gonna miss that. That's that FOMO, fear of missing out. He's <laughs> like, man, I can't. Wait, are you for real? They finally got a quarterback, and I'm gonna be out of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, come on. How, how you gonna tell me that if the White Sox hadn't won, you and, no, and no. If, you get it? I get, get it. it. I get it now. I get, get it. it. I get it. You get it. Yeah, I get it. Now let me let me ask you a question. <laughs> we, we talk about the loyalty to the Bears. There's been a little bit of rumors floating around about the the Chicago potentially being able to take on a second team. What do you think about that? Run it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think we got room. Yeah. We got two Every, baseball teams. Look, L.A. Right. We got two baseball teams. New York. Has Sorry. two football teams. Yeah, and two baseball uh, teams. LA, LA has two uh, football teams. And two baseball teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yo, what's up? We got the space. We got and, space. And guess what? When the Bears moved to Arlington Heights, y'all could have Soldier Field. There you go. <laughs> there you, go. <laughs> you could be the little brother. Here yeah. you go. Here's my hand-me-down. Yeah, here's 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 a flying saucer that didn't quite fly. <laughs> RZ, what's going on with that hockey? Uh, but, hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, hockey, hockey, long time. Blackhawks defenseman Duncan Keith, who we talked about last week, was actually traded, like we said he was going to be, uh, to the Edmonton Oilers by the Chicago Blackhawks. This happened last Monday. He was traded for Caleb Jones and a conditional pick in the 2022 NHL draft. Edmonton also received a minor league forward in Tim uh, Sutherland. Yep. Hey, sure. first try. I let, I let you have it. Yeah. All right, uh, Keith, who just turned uh, 38 uh, last week, had um, two seasons remaining on his 13-year, $72 million contract, which is about $5.53 million average. Right. Or, uh, you know, so he signed it uh, December 3rd of 2009. Wow. That's what we were, that's what we were talking about we're last talking time. About is that, like yeah. a 13-year contract. Two but, years left on that. Yeah, but, I mean, it's job security. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the three-time Stanley Cup champion who 
with uh, the three-time Stanley Cup champion with the Blackhawks 2010, 2013, and 2015. Um, Keith won the 2015 uh, Cone Smith Trophy. <laughs> why, why? Dude, you did that on purpose. You know it's Conn Smythe. <laughs> yeah, Smith, Smithers, whatever. Uh, he voted as the most valuable player in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. He also won the Norris Trophy. Uh, voted best defenseman in NHL 2010, 2014, and has twice been named the NHL's first All Star team yeah. in 2010. I mean, he's a Hall of Favor, 2010 yeah. and 2014. Yeah. So, this, yeah. Um, so he said, I think a lot of things get said about my age, and obviously, I had some experience being in the playoffs, and I certainly want to bring as much to the table as I can in that regard and help any of the younger guys out in any way I can. Yeah. But for me, my mindset's going. Going to Edmonton is to be the best player I can be because that's what I'm going to help the uh, team the most with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sounds like he's he's pretty excited to go there. Yeah, um, he's pretty I much. Wanna, yeah, uh, well, because I, I think he feels like he still has something left in the tank. Um, I mean, look, this guy was was named one of the 100 greatest NHL uh-huh. <laughs> NHL players during the uh, centennial season in 2017. Um, so, yeah, the Blackhawks came out and said a few words about him. They said Keith was the ultimate professional with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, his toughness on the ice, his leadership in the community, and his dedication to the game are a few of the reasons the Blackhawks won three Stanley Cups during his 16-year career in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's going to go down as one of the best and most driven defensemen the game has ever seen. Uh, re- recently, Duncan came to us with a request to be traded to a team closer to his son, and we're happy to work out something with him. So this is something we kind of talked about a little bit. They made it beneficial for both his family and mm-hmm. the future of the Blackhawks. Um, you know, and, and Keith actually talked about that in his acceptance or his kind of goodbye. Um, he says, I'd like to thank the Chicago Blackhawks and the Blackhawks organization, Rocky Wirtz, Danny Wirtz, and the entire Wirtz family for allowing me to be on their team for the last 16 seasons. We had great memories and a great run, and the Chicago Blackhawks are always going to be in my heart. Having said that, at this point in my career, I feel that being closer to my son, Colton, here, he lives in Pentacon, which is British Columbia, which is Canada. Uh, that was a huge <laughs> thing for me, and I just felt like the Edmonton Oilers right now was a good fit, a great fit. I'm excited to start this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. Not going to happen. They, hey, they came close. I know. Right? And they, they... I, Edmonton's been a consistently good team, so I mean, I hope he, he I hope he can do some up there. Yeah, the Columbus uh, Bla- uh, Black Jackets, they're Blue Jackets. What's Ohio? I hate Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so Columbus Blue Jackets defenseman Seth Jones reportedly wants to be traded to Chicago. I uh-huh. wonder why. Yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks have been reportedly been aggressive in pursuing upgrades in their blue line corps. So on the defensive side, mm-hmm. Jones wants to play with his younger brother Caleb, in the who we got in the Duncan Keith trade. Yeah. What's so the- yeah. So <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Seth Jones from the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He went to play in Chicago because his younger brother just got traded to the Blackhawks, and um, the, the Hawks are looking to upgrade. You know their defense because they just gave away one of the best defensive players of all time. So now you get uh, two players that want to play together on the same team in a historic franchise. Original six, the only teams that anyone ever cares about. That's right. Uh, welcome to hockey, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. What's going on, on the other side of the building? The Chicago's Bulls. The Chicago Bulls. Bulls All Star Zach Levine. 
has been placed under USA Basketball's health and safety protocols and did not travel with the team to Tokyo on Monday. Awesome. What the hell, man? <laughs> it, it's just like spreading like wildfire. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, USA Based Basketball said in a statement that I hope that Levine would be able to join a team later in Japan. Uh, he is a third player to be affected in the past week as Bradley Beal had to leave the team because of the protocols and Jeremy Grant was in contact tracing quarantine for four days. Yeah, I mean, you know, Zach was able to come in and start after Bradley Beal was put in the protocol. And um, we started winning. And, and and well, I mean, he had he had a uh, a really good game. The last game they, mm-hmm. they played against um uh who is this here? Anyway, their last warm up game they, they got Spain. a win. They finished with the two and two after their crappy start with the losses to Nigeria and Australia. Um and he had thirteen points and they, it was all in the second half because he was trying to be the facilitator in the first half. Right. Uh Dame led the USA with nineteen points and uh followed by Keldon Johnson, the new guy they brought in. Yeah. Uh he got fifteen, Durant had fourteen. Uh Levine started, like I said, because of Bradley Beal's departure and he um you know, he was showing up. He had one of the players that was in double digits, and they, I think they're going to need him and what he brings to the table if they're going to win. Because guess what? Uh, Bradley Beal's out. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant was a so so. You know, he, he, yeah. was, he was just kind of there. But, you know, yeah, you have Dame Lillard, you got Durant. I mean, you have some good players on this roster. You have good players, not great players. But you don't have, well, I mean, no, Durant, no, Durant's a great player. We can't really? say Grant. Durant's a great player. Durant, why, why, Durant's is he a not, great. why is he not scoring more then? Why is he not taking the ball? Because, I mean, this is what they do in these pre. They're not taking this seriously. You think they're taking this seriously? No, that, that's the these problem. These warm ups? The once they actually go to the games, and that's the problem. Well, that's the that, problem. It's, no, you can't, it's not a switch you can just turn on. Hey, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I'm just telling you what they're doing right now yeah. and they just finished having a long season and they only had a short break after the bubble hey. so to be fair they've Violin. been playing no no hey, hey no what are you doing right now me yeah i'm on a podcast yeah and uh, yeah you know exactly <laughs> what i'm getting at is the <laughs> fact that everybody needs a break now everybody does need you a know break. what i mean so they really haven't had a break they've been playing he's been playing in the uh, in the playoffs and he don't forget durant is coming off of that injury this is his first season after snapping his achilles on the, on the warriors so was he's it Achilles or was yeah. it? The, oh. Yeah, he snapped his Achilles, man. It was oh. gross. It was gross. <laughs> I know how you like those. Yeah. So I mean, look, uh, why are they not winning more? We got to see what's going to happen in the actual tournament. Right now, like I said, it was just kind of warm up. I really hope that Zach is going to be able to make it to Tokyo because uh, we talk about Kevin Love being there. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine is right there in the age range when the Olympics come around. You play for your country. You're right. a young guy. And right now, he's his star is really starting to shine. So you're going to see him on a national, not just a national, but a international uh, stage. And I hope, I hope that he can make it. And if he plays really well, guess what? He's going to have to get paid even more. Hey, you make what you make. You make what you deserve. You know what I mean? Right. Like whatever you can get. All right, the other basketball team that we have, oh. the Chicago Sky. Yes, nice. a little mention of Chicago Sky today. I mean, they are. I think they're ten and ten. They're nice. Uh, yeah, they're really nice. Uh, Candace Parker, who's from Chicago, oh, look is. at that. Yeah. Um, grew up playing video games, and now she'll be the first female basketball player on the cover of one. Nice. The Chicago Star, the Chicago Sky Star, will appear on the NBA Two K Twenty Two cover for the WNBA Twenty Fifth Anniversary Special Edition when it's released on September. I might have to actually buy one. No, it'd be cool to have it. You yeah, know what I mean? or like get a poster. You know, whatever it is, something yeah. here for the studio for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, "I grew up. Uh, I grew up video game fanatic, and that's what I did to the point where my brothers would give me 
the <laughs> fake controller when I was younger. <laughs> Where I would think I'm playing, but I'm I wasn't. Yeah, we've all done that. If you had siblings, yep. you've all done that. Or children. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you, yeah. You, you wonder why I always win because I plug in my controller. <laughs> Yeah, she she continues saying, "All I want to do is be like them." As a kid growing up, you dream of having your own shoe and dreaming about being in a video game. Um, those are athletes as kids' dreams. That's just, yeah, of course. Look, them, it, it, I mean, you can't say it's not cool. I mean, we we yes. see it for years and years. NCAA was not allowing uh, players' names to be in their games, mm-hmm. so they couldn't make they couldn't mm-hmm. have any volunt- uh, monetary value value whatever it was. So now that uh, that's an open thing. You're going to see a lot more players doing that. So you're going to see more players' dreams achieved by being in a video game, by being recognized as the player that's represented in the video game. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, it, when you if you play a sports game and you're able to make your own character, what do you do? Oh, here's Big Z at the bat. You know that's what I mean? right. And all of a sudden you're six foot, five, six foot five, and you know what I mean, like super buff, and you can hit the ball. Yeah, you know what I mean. Of like, course, that's, what, that's your that's your dream. And then you turn the game on one day, and you're actually there because they put you in the game. That's different, right? That's dope. That's yeah. dope. I mean, you can't front on that. <laughs> we'll be right back with three up and three down after a word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Time to touch bases with our baseball teams. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Yo, E, what's going on with these Cubbies? Go Cubs, go! Go Cubs, go! Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are gonna win. The Cubs traded fan favorite, I guess. Was he really? They traded Jack Peterson to the Atlanta Braves for first base prospect Bryce Ball. Peterson, 29, had 11 home runs and a 718 OPS in 73 games for the Cubs after he signed a one-year contract. $4.5 million deal that included a $10 million mutual option and a $2.5 million buyout. The deal uh, comes just days after Brave star Ronald Acuna Jr. tore the ACL in his right knee. 
Uh, Ball was the 24th round pick for the Braves in 2019. Has compiled a 3.77 on base percentage over two seasons in the minors. Uh, ESPN's Kylie McDaniel describes Ball as a player with huge exit velocities, but with some contact problems. So he can <laughs> swing hard, and he can't hit. What is that? What's happening? Well, maybe he should play basketball with the other Ball brothers. <sighs> Too many balls. Hey. Oh man! Uh, Cubs also sent uh, David Bodie. Up uh, on a rehab assignment with the Iowa Cubs, they sent Rowan Wick uh, as on a rehab assignment to the South Bend Cubs, and they also activated right-handed pitcher Dylan Maples. So a little bit of moves. I think they also activated Eric Sogard, who is a solid option uh, because who else again? I mean, there, there's a lot of <laughs> I don't understand some of the stuff that's going on in this team right now. It, it's like I said, I, I'm very apathetic to watching. Uh, Cubs baseball right now all I can do is look towards the future and mm-hmm. the Cubs did draft lefty Jordan Wicks out of Kansas State in the first round MLB pipeline had Wicks ranked 16th in the draft and said he was clearly the best lefty in the entire draft there you go among their comments Wicks has the best changeup in the draft a low 80s weapon with tumble and depth that he sells with deceptive arm speed earning plus plus grades from some evaluators he sets it up with a fastball that has added about five miles per hour since high school, now sitting at about 90-93 and hitting 95 with high spin rates that give it riding action. He's improved his low 80 slider to the point where it's now a solid offering and he can also morph it into a harder cutter and mix in a upper 70s curveball. So it looks like he has a couple of pitches that he's comfortable uh, using. Um, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, the Cubs drafted pretty much all pitchers. Uh, in this like, draft, like the Angels, a bunch of a bunch of lefties too. So I mean, I, I think that we kind of understand what direction they're trying to go in is strengthen up the pitching and mm-hmm. then kind of fill in the holes around it. Now, last week, uh, Jed Hoyer went on the Lawrence Home shows on six seventy score and he talked about the future of the Cubs, uh, specifically when he was asked about the team's current position compared to where their organization was in twenty twelve. This is what he had to say. When we walked in in 2012, we realized that this was going to be a really long process to get good. We didn't feel like we had the right pieces together. Now, I think with the players we have, I don't see any reason why this needs to be a long process. So it seems like he doesn't think this should be something that's going to take too long to kind of boost back up to where they were. Um, You got a couple of decent players in the minors that are, are... pretty ready to come up we've seen kind of some of these guys come and go mm-hmm. uh, we, we saw you know i'm not talking about guys like patrick wisdom who just came came in and were on fire just like your boy you're mean mm-hmm. but they do have a couple of players that are they it sounds like they're pretty excited to bring them up at some point ed howard the the pick from last year right. is, is a player that i think a lot of cubs fans are anticipating uh coming up to the bigs mm-hmm. but you look at who's blocking him on the cubs right now javi baez and that's it because Javi Baez essentially – and the funny thing is I was just thinking about Addison Russell and the change of that happened with that team when he was gone. It's not like he was playing well. Him and Zobrist going, that was your, your solid right up the middle right there. So, yeah, it was. you know, right now they've been struggling at, at second base to really kind of fill that hole. Well, from the outsider's perspective here, uh, with the Cubbies, you, you know they're going to be making some of these moves and they're going to go younger. And then fill in the holes, just like you said. Right. That that's so. I don't think it'll be a long process. I would say within three years, you're you're back to competing. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is too is that even considering the fact that earlier this year they were they were in first place, they were compete, mm-hmm. competing to win the division. Yeah, it was early, and then they had a uh, a dip. But for by the same token, they could also go on some crazy run where they just hit a bunch of home runs. That's the problem with this team is that they're streaky in general. Um, I got a couple of players that I, that I'm looking at that okay. are more than likely guys that um, are going to be traded or at least they're going to be trade targets for other teams. Uh, number one, Javi Baez. Javi yep. Baez possibly to a team like the Mets. Uh, Lindor is down right now. He has an oblique strain. So um, he just signed a giant 10-year, $341 million contract. Yep, he did. Uh, coming, coming the same kind of... Uh, trajectory as as Baez there there him and Lindo are friends right so he would fit right in there and I think that as a rental player he's going to get you a lot of home runs he's also going to swing and miss a lot yeah um you know when you look at his hitting versus his fielding put him together he is kind of an average player yes we like him we love Javi I mean like you know they were they were in Arizona and there was you know 20,000 fans screaming his name you know but he's definitely a, a potential trade uh, a person that can be traded from the Cubs, and I feel like with the free agent market at the at the shortstop position, um, he's not going to get a ton. No, he's not on the free agent market. You have uh, Carlos Correa, mm-hmm. you have Trevor Story, and you even have uh, Simeon in Toronto. Marcus Simeon was playing second base up there, but and he, but, he's but he's a, a shortstop. shortstop. Yep, you know what I mean. So you have players that are going to uh, you know, Baez is not going to be at the top of a lot of people's list, but he's going to be in the back of their mind. He's going to be a secondary player, and I, I still feel like there is a good chance that the Cubs sign him, even if they trade him. When we yes. were talking about before, he's the guy that could come back to the Cubs on a, on a very friendly deal because I think he's seeking $20 million a year about because that's kind of average for that position mm-hmm. right now. And um, he's not going to get like this $100 million contract. He no. might get 24, three or four years because he's 29 now. Right, so he could get twenty a year with some club options and things like that. Yeah, bonuses. In the so even if they give him five years, I think that might be the max there. Um, another player that we we hear about nonstop is Chris Bryant. Yep, Chris Bryant is a guy that he will more than likely bring you a much higher prospect um, than any other player that's on your team right now. Right, because you you he's a guy that will impact your team right away he can play both corner positions uh in the infield and in the outfield he's a very versatile hitter and you can and you can kind of put him in anywhere Any spot in anywhere in the lineup yeah. so you know we talked about before is his his um expanding his his role his expanding all the positions that he can play mm-hmm. being a more versatile player makes him more valuable him more valuable to every team yeah. but you still have to have a team who is for some reason down at first or third or everyone can use an outfielder of course chris bryant is going to be you know and if he goes to the al he can play dh too yeah yeah so he is a very valuable player in the trade he is a guy that i think could bring back a higher prospect um you know we looked at what they got for jock peterson you know a guy that's a little bit older he's you know contact problems he was a very late draft pick so i mean you who are you going to get back for bryant you could probably get some pitching prospect you're, or, you're gonna get two players for yeah and then they won't be high uh no you might not, get like a you know a double like, a. A, a like a double a player and maybe a low a player right i mean it's possible mm-hmm. um so number three mm-hmm. is anthony rizzo anthony rizzo is definitely another and that's surprising yeah that is very surprising and, and the only reason i say that is because it's he's a guy that you know would just end up back on the cubs 
You know what I mean? Like he would, he, I, I feel like he's definitely out of all the guys that I'm going to mention, the one guy that he has been a cub through and through. I mm-hmm. mean, like, yes, he played for San Diego and he, he came from Boston and mm-hmm. he had the whole thing. But I mean, him uh, on this team, I mean, he was the linchpin that started this whole thing. Him and Lester, <laughs> surprisingly enough, Red Sox right. guys, um, that really were the linchpins to, to helping the Cubs win this World Series. And then everything else just fall, fell into place behind it. Where does he end up? I mean, he he's a guy. He again, he he is a guy that could probably end up even. I mean, he might even go to uh, like the Dodgers. You might see him on a team like that. Um, you you could see him on a team like San Francisco, who could definitely use a bat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Padres don't need him anymore. No. Um, you know what I mean? Like uh, Atlanta might be looking for another bat as well, just because of these contenders. Does he and, play anywhere and, else? And the Mets and the Mets, not really. He's okay. a first baseman. Well, you know, the, the uh, Atlanta has Freddie Freeman, so they're they're solid there. But you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just looking for who, who are teams that could use use that bat. Because, I mean, like, that's the thing. Freddie Freeman could probably play third if, mm-hmm. he, if they needed to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then Rizzo would take over at first. Um, and the two guys that I want to mention here are our bullpen guys, okay? Um, I know that the, the guy that we're hearing about the most is, is Craig Kimbrell. Because mm-hmm. he's an instant upgrade to any pen. He can walk in and he can be your closer in most instances because mm-hmm. of where he is and how good he is. You pick him up and that's your closer. And I don't he, care who's your closer at the time. And even if you have a closer, right. let, let's say like even for the White Sox, we have a closer. Yep. Uh, you just switch yep. him off every day. Yep. Yeah, you could do that. Or, or you know what I mean? one takes or, the eighth, one takes the ninth. That's exactly and just, right. And just keep because, flip-flopping. Because here's the thing. When the Cubs uh, were looking for a closer... And you brought in a Rosa Chapman, who's mm-hmm. automatically a closer. I don't care who, was Henry Rodon or whatever they got. They, they had a couple of guys. I don't remember these guys anymore. Um, you know, so you, they bring him in, and he's automatically the closer. Same thing would happen with Kimbrel. But one guy I think that a lot of people are not thinking about at all is Andrew Chapin. I think he is a guy that. Uh, has done a really good job of assimilating himself to the Chicago Cubs culture, to mm-hmm. being a part of Chicago. Right. And I feel like he's a guy that would be actually a perfect fit on the south side. Yes, he would be. He's somebody that I actually did put down there that I want on our team. Okay. Because um, he's a good pitcher, and we need a, a good pitcher in the, in the bullpen right now because we have some arms that are hurt. And um, uh, <laughs> obviously because, you know, we have Lopez pitching today. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All so, right. So yeah, man. I mean, like, I think there's a lot of potential trade targets for the White Sox, for especially for their pen, because we know that's definitely an area of need. Yeah, it sure is. All right, let's go. Uh, switch over to my side. White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox. Let's go, 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 White Sox. We're with you all the way. Yeah, let's let's take a spin and look at all these players that you are potential trade targets for the White Sox. All right, so let's start off there. Let's see. Oh boy, there's a lot of pictures. <laughs> where where does all my stuff at? So I know one of the guys that that we've oh, talked we we've actually talked about before was Ian Kennedy from the Rangers. He's a, a guy that I think a lot of teams are going to target because of his uh, his versatility. Right, he's a right-handed. Yeah, yeah, he's a relief pitcher. Uh, it's somebody that's right-handed and they need a right-handed arm. There's also the Mariners, uh, Kendall Graveman. That's another name that's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that that uh, no matter what team he's on, because I couldn't tell you what team he's played on in, over the past five, six seasons. Probably but, around, right? but you know that he's a name that when you see him come up, he's going to do a good job for you in the mm-hmm. bullpen. Another name that really surprises me that the White Sox have not talked about is Richard Rodriguez. Okay. He's, a, again, a back-end uh, guy, so he's like a setup and a closer. That's one guy that I would like. Uh, he's cost controlled for a couple years so it'd be something that you can have here for a couple years so i think that would be a good fit for us 
Um, the I Nationals. He, he's a he, so if you're looking at a player like that, that's someone it that costs you, more. Well, it's not just that. Even he's not really a name. So no. what, what I'm saying is that you know you would go after the big target, and he would be on the secondary market. He's a secondary guy that you go after because you didn't get the guy that you wanted the first time. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, that, that would and, be. And, and because of that, you're not going to pay a ton for a guy like that. Yes, he's younger with a cost control, but the fact of the matter is, is that he's not known, and he plays for the damn Pirates. And that's Nobody's what, watching. And that's what happens with the Pirates. They right. get good and right. they get traded. Yeah, they get picked off. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to continue here with, uh, with the White Sox needs. We need a second baseman. Our guy's out for the year. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you have a guy that played second base during the 2016 season. Oh, <laughs> oh you forgot, didn't you? No. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, because of the switch and all that stuff. Do you, do you think that Javi would be a good fit on the south side? Uh, defensively? He would Can a, you imagine that infield? He would be a good fit on anyone's defense. Like we're not. I'm just talking about in general. You know what I mean? Tim like could Anderson you, and him. Could you? I mean, could you? Yeah, There'd be so it, much swag on that dirt. Yeah, but they'd be trying. They they would sit there and like do uh, uh, cartwheels and backflips, and they're trying to like throw over to first. You know what I mean? Like these two, these two guys. You, you can only have so much swag before you fill up the room <laughs> with too much. It's too much swag. Oh boy. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Is that game? No, yeah, uh, it's game. That's game. That's game. Yep. That's how you White walk Sox, it off. Yeah, White Sox just walked it off against the uh, Twins in uh, the bottom half of the doubleheader. Galvin Sheets. We'll talk about that guy a little bit later. Gavin. 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 It's not Galvon. Galvon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about the second baseman. I think he would be a great fit because you don't have Eloy back and um, uh, Lou Bob is coming back. And you have Adam Hamm. Like That's going to be how, a star, star-studded star lineup. How, how many Cubs do you want on your team, bro? Leave, leave my guys alone. Why they're leave? They're leaving it. Anyway. No, 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 no. Who are you gonna get me for buying? Um, hmm. I have three scenarios I wrote down. Uh, <laughs> All right. So here's the three packages I, I'm gonna offer to you, and you you get to pick one of them if you think it's a good deal. Mm. Uh, one would be Jake uh, Berger, the third baseman, and Jonathan Stever, who's a pitcher, which is, you know, a really good pitcher. I know, I know Steve is a good pitcher. I know that he's highly ranked in the system. Jake, mm-hmm. Jake Berger, I don't know a ton about him. I feel like, isn't he a guy that's kind of just sat in the minors for a long time? How old is this guy? Uh, He's, what, 24, 24. Okay. You know, the reason he's in the... I feel like he's... Just, he's been like in the minor because he, he tore his Achilles twice. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. And then he that had the heel issue, yeah. Yep. That's, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's a great third baseman, and he can hit. Um, let's see, scenario number two, Jared Kelly, our number one prospect. Number one prospect. Where is he? And rank? pitching. Where does he rank? Our number one, number one prospect. Okay, so number one White Sox prospect. Mm-hmm. Okay, what yeah. about like prospect of America one hundred? I didn't look you that far. Know, you know what I mean? I didn't like, look that far. That because that makes a difference. You it know does make I mean? a like, difference. Because here is the thing: is that you know, right now, regardless of what you think about the Cubs, you you know, he is a, he is a Chicago Cub. Javi is a Chicago mm-hmm. Cub. So be able to be able to give him up in his prime. That's hard. And again, yes, I know he's an average player. When you really break down, his defense is above par. His right. his offense is below par when it comes to not hitting singles, which he just discovered that he could do. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he he he. Every time you think he kind of got to figure it figured out, he just kind of. So it's hard. It, it's very hard for me to determine 
if they actually want to keep him or if it's someone that they're going to try to bring people back for you i feel like it is important to make sure that you don't just sell these guys short because number one you want to make sure that you get proper return for whoever you're going to be giving up and number right. two you don't want to insult that player if it's someone that you intend to bring back to your team exactly you exactly. know what i mean so it's it's a it's a double-edged sword here right. well let's see last one is micker adolfo a right fielder and micker micker m-i-c-k-e-r okay and then Gavin Sheets, who just walked off the White Sox. He did He did walk off the White Sox, but he, look at this guy, man. He looks like Jim Tomey's little brother. He looks like he belongs on the White Sox. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no DH spot. For, what position does he play? Uh, he, he plays the outfield. Okay. I mean, is he good? Is he better than Eloy? In the outfield? Yeah. No. Okay, you pause. That means no. That means no, and you're grinning right now. That means no, because Eloy's His bat terrible. is great. Okay. Okay. That's an AL thing. You know what I mean? Like, in the AL, you can have... A, a good bat and be terrible at off uh, uh, defense. defense. You can't do that in the NL. You just can't. <laughs> well, the, the the collective bargaining agreement is going to change that uh, in a couple years, anyways. We'll for see. You. We'll mm, see. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's just uh, since you didn't like none of my trades because you weren't you didn't say anything about my trades. Well, he, here's the thing. You know, you know what I really want to hear about is Lancelin because I feel like he's a guy that. He has really kind of brought himself up by the bootstraps. We know what kind of pitcher he was when mm-hmm. he was in uh, uh, St. Rangers. Louis. He went to the Rangers, and now he's back playing with La Russa. And I don't, and I don't think he he didn't play for La Russa. I think he they did. missed each other. No, no, he did. He, he, I didn't think he's been he, around that long. Yeah, he played for La Russa. Okay, and they won. Yeah, they won a championship. There you go. So I mean, like yeah, I, again. John mm-hmm. Lackey, mm-hmm. John Lackey Jr. Mm-hmm. There yep. you go. So for Lance Lynn, it's pretty simple. There's no point in going into free agency if you know where you want to be. He's a Chicago guy. We've been saying I, that. I've been saying it as as an outsider looking in and the White Sox. I said this guy is a Chicago White Sox. Oh yeah, through like hundred percent. Yeah, he can literally pull out an Italian beef out of his back pocket <laughs> while he's pitching. That that's how Chicago maybe, and the guy. Maybe that's the whole thing because he, he he's a big boy. So he's, he's a like, big boy. I've never been in a town with food like this. <laughs> <laughs> and he started calling himself himself the big bastard. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. Excuse me. Chili baby back ribs. Oh, well, we ain't lying. John Lackey yeah. Jr. I'm not here for haircut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lance is enjoying his first season on the South Side, and the White Sox feel the same way. So they solidified the relationship on Saturday, announcing a two-year, $38 million contract extension for the all-star right-hander. Good for both the, both sides. It's cheap. Both sides come out good on this. That's cheap. Both sides. I mean, he's a little bit old. I, I, he's, I, on the old he's 34, I think. Right. I, yeah. I, I didn't. I'm, I'm not thinking about, like, how long he was actually with uh, St. Louis. So I mean, like, I kind of that's why I cut cut that off a little short there. He's 34 years old, and you got a couple more years right here, and you're in a situation that you like, and you're in a team in a in a place that you feel good and you feel like you belong. Hell yeah, get your money. Now, now does this this signing um, raise questions about the young guys? Because you had three young guys that are supposed to be coming up into the into the pitching rotation. Uh, you get them for cheap. You know what I mean? You're getting a you're getting a solid guy for cheap, right? That's what you know what I mean. And if you got young guys that you're trying to bring up into the majors, you don't start them in the bullpen, right? Or you don't start them in the starting rotation right away. You start them in the bullpen. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got you know a I mean? couple guys in the bullpen right now. Yeah, yeah, Crochet and Kopech. Yeah. yeah, and those are supposed to be starters. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, when you're trying to compete for a championship, you fill the role that you're given. Oh, you put 
all the talent. You, know, you want and, and as much talent on the that, roster, right? And, and that's the thing is that when we talk about Lance Lynn, we want you have someone now that has been in the in the playoffs, that has played off experience, and and you have him, and you got Keiko, and you got Giolito, who has experience coming from last year. Mm-hmm. Who else is really going to start for you aside and Rodon? So you got your, Rodon might be priced you, out. You, you got four, but I'm saying for this off season right now or mm-hmm. this uh, postseason right now, the way that the White Sox are going, they're going to need guys that can last, and you need. Crochet and you need Kopech in the bullpen in case you need a long starter, in case you need Crotch Rocket to go out there and blow someone's socks off. Hey, you play the role that you're given. <laughs> you and really if, did it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and early in your in your career, if you need to uh, play that bullpen role, you do it. Ryan Dempster went from closer to starter to bullpen to closer to starter all over again. He right. did it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You play the role that you're given. Uh, um, John Smoltz did the same thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to be versatile. That's one of the most important things about being a pitcher. Yes. I, look at that. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we do the food segment. All right. The White Sox acquired catcher. Oh, boy. Davey. It's, it's Davey, right? It's just spelled different. Yeah. These, I don't know. What yeah. Gruan or Gruyon. Oh, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he's Latin or not. That sounds so. French. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. For the raise for cash considerations. Uh, Mark Tompkin of the Tampa Bay Time reports that Rick Hunt has been busy uh, manning the phone. Yeah, he has. Yeah, of course he has. Uh, well, we're still on Ecuador. Ecuador. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're still on Eduardo Escobar watch. Uh, Bob Nightingale told 670 the score. <laughs> How do you do that? How is that a thing? Oh, boy. Eduardo. Eduardo Escobar. Ecuador. <laughs> hey. 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 Yeah, it's that that type of day. So where where oh wasn't this guy supposed to be signed or traded to the White Sox like two weeks ago? What the hell? Yeah, so essentially the, the 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 thing is that this trade was pretty much completed, but uh, Escobar hurt his quadricep, and the pitcher that was going back to them uh, hurt his elbow and needed a shot. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's why it's been on hold. So well, maybe he should have stayed out of Ecuador. Yeah, I heard it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lou Bob has been cleared to start a rehab assignment in Class A Winston-Salem. He'll start on Wednesday. Eloy is in Charlotte. He's already hitting bombs. Uh, and he should be up after, uh, on a main team, on a major team, on our team, after the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, free. Free. Free, 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 free. free, free. Right. Free, free, free agent. <laughs> He's coming up. You know what I mean? Like, who? who uh Sorry, half the team, you got to go because the other half the team that's been there, gone the whole season is coming back. Yeah, that's going to be crazy because you, you have Sheets and Burger and, uh, uh, well, Vaughn Vaughn is going to stay in left. That's you just got Milkshake. It. Yeah. Oh, Fry's down. They'll call Fry back up. Fry is down. Is, isn't yeah, it? yeah, that yeah, is true. Is. That is true. <laughs> no, but look, look. Um, the, I, it's what, exciting. Good baseball news, man. What what the hell is uh, cash considerations? Can any, I, I haven't understand that. What, what are you cons- I'm considering giving you some cash. Hmm. It depends on if I like this guy or not. You know, it's usually when they they don't want to say how low it is, just because they yeah. like like oh I I traded him for a box of Skittles. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, but is it original or is it like the tropical flavors? Because some of those go very valuable on the black market. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> take it to the dispensary and be like, can you make that special blend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So cash considerations. So yeah, I mean, look, hey. Um, I think it's exciting to think about this last week in the season before we're done with free agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, our, our next show is going to be incredible to figure out who went where, what we got back, if you guys got better, if we got worse. If, right. You know what I mean? Because it's possible. I that, don't think you guys are going to get worse. It's just the nature of the beast of 
these guys are we don't have money to sign them or we might sign them in the offseason but we need some prospects back yeah we yeah. want to re- restock your, your farm system which has been depleted for years i mean technically if you're giving away some of your best players you get worse i mean that's just what it is and and, yeah. and, and well, right now i don't think they if they're not in it they don't really care where they land right. as far as the standings are yeah. concerned so and I mean, then the more you lose the higher your draft pick is next year yeah yeah so that, that helps you out yeah i mean look uh they're going after pitching. Let's see what they go. Like I said, there is a lot, a lot of movement that's going to happen in mm-hmm. this offseason. This is going to be a wild offseason. Yeah, besides the winter meetings, the trade deadline is also my favorite time yeah. of the year. Yeah. And and now, because you remember back in the day, you used to be able to, like, do the waiver wire. I love that. That was great. That was awesome. That you was can't great. do that. You can't that, do anymore. Uh, so I, I think they should extend the, uh, the trade deadline another two weeks. Like, move it down. Yeah. Because there's no waiver. Yeah, there's no waiver wire. But, I mean. And then people in the you know, teams get hurt. Yeah. Especially right then, especially going to that grind right there. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, you got to hope. Well, are they going to expand the rosters? The what is that? Twenty six now. They should. Yeah. Uh, well, again, the, the collective bargaining agreement comes yeah. up this year, so all that'll be decided at that point. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Look, I mean, what? So I. What is up with your mean? Like, also, yeah, your mean uh, is actually killing it. He's got his confidence back. He's got his mojo back. So, oh. um, he's playing the uh, role of. The Terminator or Germinator, oh, and saying he'll be back. Oh, brother, that's <laughs> not corny at all. Hey, man, you know he's gonna come back for uh, from the future to save John Connor. I mean, the White Sox. Wow, wow. <laughs> Hold up, you never told me that you were a dad because that's the only reason that you're telling me. <laughs> you don't have a license to be telling these jokes. What are you, bro? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get uh, the authorities called on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a pause for the cause and hear a word from our sponsor. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three, strike, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15 percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15 percent off of your entire order. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, man. I, I think uh, I'm going to ask this question, even though I know the answer. Okay. But I'm still going to ask it, you know, because our fans like to debate with us as well. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ceviche. Okay. Yay or nay? Um, and it's a summer food because it's seafood. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, I could take it or leave it. So just for the sake of argument, we'll go nay. <laughs> of course you would. You know what I mean? Because I'm, like, course you I'm would. like, it's fine. It, it's it, fine. Yeah, it's, it's not your jam. Yeah. I'm like, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Oh, man. If, uh, hey, if I'm going to eat something like I'll that. I feel a little insulted. I feel a little insulted because I brought some. Give me some Give me some sushi, <laughs> man. If I'm going to, you know what oh, I mean? Like, I, I can't eat that. So oh. my, my original question was going to be like um, shrimp cocktail. 
Yeah. But that wouldn't be fair because I'm allergic to shrimp, so I can't right. I can't comment on that. So well, you know, little sea roaches, whatever. You like to eat that? We like to eat that. Uh yeah, but I also eat delicious salmon. <laughs> I had some man, I had some sushi a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, I you were told me about that last week. Yeah. Wee. Mm-mm. It had, it had what they call umami. You know what umami is? You know what that means? Hey man, you stop talking about my mama. <laughs> umami, <laughs> umami, you look good. <laughs> hey man, Javi Baez ain't talking to my mama. Well, you're Cuban now. <laughs> no, umami is like a mouth feel. It's like so basically the texture and how everything breaks down when you eat it and stuff like that, and then. Hey, that was very good. That's all I got. We're gonna to have say. to change our uh-huh. rating of shows from PG to R. Yeah, well, after this. <laughs> all right. So, well, uh, since we're th- talking about things that suck, uh, before we go, what you looking at? What What are you? Well, that's a, that is a beautiful segue yeah. because I want my ninety minutes back from watching that garbage Space Jam movie. <laughs> Hot garbage. I want. I want my friend. Whose HBO subscription that I watch, <laughs> I want him to ask for a refund, <laughs> even though I'm not paying for it. No, look, hey, it's he, a kids movie. He, that's 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 exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, it's the a thing kids is, movie. Is that people I've seen people talk bad, talk good, whatever it is, and I saw someone that says, you know what? I don't comment on kids movies. It's not for me. I'm not the target audience. So yeah, right. I get that, but. Uh, um, they did have a couple of little funny one-liners. Oh, they did. They did. They did. Look, they. That's the one thing I'll say about it is that they did kind of get throw a little ja- a couple of jabs at themselves over it. So and they threw a jab at LeBron because they dressed him up as Robin, not Batman. They did. Ooh. They really did. Mike Logic. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that Mike Logic joke in it once an, once an episode. Yeah, I mean that's look. I, I think right now everyone that, that's if you're gonna watch anything, you got that's what you gotta watch. I I told my wife I says I'm debating if I'm gonna watch it or not. She goes why? I says well because, you know she's like it's just a movie. Like what's the difference? I says, yeah, but but Mike. Yeah. I want to be able to talk trash. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean I, I guess because of that I, that's why I watched it. I guess I don't know. So don't we, know. we watched the same movie. Wow, look at that. Yeah, because that's you know like, let's yeah, talk to the town yeah. we're Bulls fans, we're we're Michael Jordan fans and that was a funny joke when they're like, Oh yeah, Mike's here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was good. That was a good look. I was like there. I was like, Oh really, Mike's here? This is gonna be awesome. Best yeah. part of the movie. Nope. Nah. <laughs> nope. Just like LeBron's hairline. Nope. Oh that was yo. Yo, that, <laughs> yo, that little hair hat he had on—that was great. Right, that little—I was like, oh, I, I was waiting for him to like lean to the side a little bit too hard and watch it like kind of flip up a little bit, <laughs> like a little air under there. Yeah, like it's waving at me. Hello, <laughs> is that a magic carpet? Oh man! All right, y'all, that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors: Six O Six Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to Grit Clothing code.com and get your official tcsf podcast t-shirt search for keyword true chicago and use our promo code truefan15 at checkout for 15 percent off of your entire order that's truefan15 go and get your shirts right now and don't forget to visit our new friends over at acsi.tech check out their career section to start uh, an exciting new career in the communications industry Shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal. The new episodes of the AllNet podcast are available every other Monday. Check them out right now for the best analysis of the NBA Finals. And like I said last week, um, yeah, 
I know I said Suns and four. I know I said it. I know mm-hmm. I said it. And now, mm-hmm. right now, it's Bucks up three two. So now, what I will say is Bucks and six because why not? Why not? Because that makes me closer to winner than a loser. Suns and seven. Let's. Shut your. I want. I want a seven right. game series. Right. That'll be it makes it fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I, no, look, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying, like, uh, I, right now, uh, I feel like the greatest chance for my prediction to come true. <laughs> if you just change it, is <laughs> to change my prediction since the first one I had is no longer valid. But anyway, don't forget to check them out. Uh, they do great analysis of the NBA finals because Mike Logic is a basketball nerd. And don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio podcast now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, ideal, throw MC and words, talk about sports, movies, and all types of eels. Shut your mouth. Yo, go check them out right now. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to Panic for the beats we played on today's show. Check out paniconthebeat.com for your moment merch and gear. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us. Hit us up and give us your ideas for stirring the pot, your movie recommendations, and tell us what you think of the show. Hit us up at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E Rock. We see you next week for episode 55. Double nickel. Until then, be good to each other. For love of sports. You ever met a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend, she said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. I'm not even going for it. That's what I'm going to say. You, you, you got, got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. You say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Say he's just a friend. R.I.P. Bismarcky, one of the best ever. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh. I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.